Hey guys, before we start the show, can you feel something changing, something changing in the air? It smells a little different when you walk outside. It's, it's getting maybe some parts of the country getting a little colder out. You know what that means? It means it's football season. It's coming upon us and you know, maybe not all libertarians love football, but it's okay to love football. It's okay to need a distraction from the craziness that we all uh, have to deal with in today's modern world. And what we do on Lines of Liberty, we have a great bonus show called Degenerate Gamblers. Myself, Brian McWilliams, and Rico, we uh, go through our weekly bets every week. We have a league that we uh, have with our Pride members where we're competing against each other. You can get into that. You can get involved in that if you want to. And we have a show every week, too, of course, where, where we're talking about those those bets and games and, and telling old college stories. It's a really, really freaking awesome show. But on top of that, we've teamed up with an awesome sponsor, Football Insider Edge, and we're going to bring you a deal. Now, now, these guys are bringing great content. They have a great community, awesome research. And what we're offering um, with them is, as supporters of this show, they are currently offering you a 20% discount on any of their monthly or full-season plans on their website. Just go to footballinsideredge.com and use code LION and checkout to take advantage of this discount today. doesn't matter if you're just a fantasy football player, if you're a DraftKings or FanDuel, or if you're a degenerate gambler, if you like to bet on every single game. These guys have the content for you to take your, your gambling, to take your fantasy football to the next level. Check out footballinsideredge.com and use code LION at checkout to get a discount on a monthly or full season package today. We are born free. And we will die free. The time in between, though, that's complicated. In that time, governments, institutions, and our egos will limit our ability to find true freedom in this life. These are real stories of real people overcoming the odds, persevering in justice, and unlocking their potential. Welcome to Finding Freedom. Here's your host, John Oderman. Welcome, welcome, welcome in for episode 300 of Finding Freedom here on the Lions of Liberty podcast. Of course, 300 encompassing Felony Friday, which is the vast majority of the shows. I just changed the name and the format to Finding Freedom just earlier this year, well, the beginning of this year. Uh, so it's 300 episodes of a show with the acronym FF, but it's still almost six years of uh, producing a podcast every single week without missing a single episode. And I don't care who you are, what you do, that is something to be proud of. And I am proud of myself. And also, um, I am amazed that my wife has put up with me doing this. So I'm not going to give a big speech. Just want to thank my family, my wife, my daughter for uh, making the time for me to uh, continue to produce this show and bring this uh, these important stories to the people's ears, uh, to the great listeners out there. So thank you for listening. Thank you for supporting us. And without further ado, which I hate saying, <laughs> um, let's get to the show. It's kind of just jumps right into it. Uh, if you're not familiar with the format, it's Libertarians in Living Rooms Drinking Liquor. It is myself, Howie Snowden, Rico, JB, and uh, if you don't know those guys, they are the uh, the crew outside of Brian and Mark. They are the uh, the they are the glue 
that uh, that holds together what we do here at Alliance of Liberty. And if you're in our patron group, if you support us on Locals or, or Patreon, then uh, you've definitely heard them in our bonus content, Conspiracy Corner, Degenerate Gamblers, all that good stuff. But if you haven't heard them, now's your chance. Listen to me and my friends just talk about random stuff, liberty, COVID, religion. It's good stuff, guys. Enjoy it. Thank you. So I might sell my house. Well, that'll be interesting. Uh, I'm going to sell it and move to West Virginia, I think. I could sell my house for like 460000 and buy a much nicer house for like 350000 So that's like one hundred ten k in my pocket. I'm thinking about doing the same thing, honestly, but probably a different part of West Virginia. Yeah, I got to move to Charlestown. It, my drive to work will be like an hour and 20 minutes. But Charlestown. Is it Charlestown or Charleston? There's, How do they those say are that? two different places. Charlestown is where I would move. They've got a nice casino there, too, so that would be cool. Huh. I'm sure it's real nice. <laughs> Nothing says nice casino like Charlestown, West Virginia. If I move to West Virginia, it'll be outside Morgantown, which is actually... Not bad. I wonder how far I'd be from you then. Maybe we'll be close. It's not close. It's like three hours probably. Especially through West Virginia. There's not really direct routes. You got to wind through the mountains. You said said Morgantown? Yeah. It's just like uh, the north. It's like barely in West Virginia. It's just at the very. (laughs) Basically a suburb of Pittsburgh. Essentially. What's up, JB? Can you hear us? Yeah, I hear you guys just fine. Can you hear me? I can barely hear you. All right, let me do something about oh, it. Oh, we, we'd be, Rico's right, three hours away. I know my geography. It's the only yeah, thing That's because you're at the, uh, you're right by the far, like the most, the farthest you can get east of West Virginia, right? Yeah, it's like right over the border. Yeah. What's the point of doing that? Just to get out of Virginia? Yeah, just so, you know, like, they don't do crazy vaccine shit or like COVID shit. They, they're better on guns. They're, uh, huh. It's, it's going to be the same everywhere. Howie, you're just, it's just a matter of time. It's also below the Mason Dixon line. So in case if there's another civil war, you know, what, West Virginia, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah, I I, think West so. Virginia broke away from Virginia because they didn't want to secede. West. So West Virginia joined the North. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Really? Or stayed. It's not joining, stayed. Yeah, I guess that's the way to put it (laughs) more accurately. Yeah, that's why West Virginia exists. So I don't know if they're... Maybe they literally are because they used to be part of Virginia, but I don't know in spirit. Do you know the the John Denver song? Appalachia. John Denver song, obviously, about West Virginia is actually about Western Virginia. (laughs) It's funny. John Denver's full of shit, man. He is full of shit. Rocky Mountains. The only thing I don't like about West Virginia is I try to go to a like all night BYOB strip club. But when I started to get close, my GPS had lost signal and I couldn't find it. I just drove around, drove around. (laughs) Driving around. Well, if you live there, then you would know how to get there. Driving around, drinking beers, looking for it, throwing the beer bottles out the window. You, the you got to print out the MapQuest directions like you did 20 years ago. Remember those days? How shitty was I that? Do. Yes. The first you miss, time. You miss I, a turn, you're screwed. 
<laughs> the first yeah. time I used a map, I remember um, I was a senior in high school and I was going to visit my friend Tom at Penn State. And so I'm at the funeral home. My dad's got the map out, like drawing out my <laughs> the route I got to take. And so that was my first trip. I drove using a map to Penn State. You used to get those things from AAA, those like flip things that would have your triptychs. Route. Triptychs, yeah. Why would you need a map from Scranton to Penn State? It's you just go on eighty for like a hundred miles, and then it's one exit. Pretty much, yep. <laughs> Got there, no problem. <laughs> like I didn't look at the map once. You see, you see, Howie, you get on this road well, and you go a, straight on this road until you get to this numbered exit, and you. Get I had there. to take eighty-one to eighty. Okay, that's hard to remember. Yeah, that's tough. <laughs> and then I had to get up. Then you don't know which direction. Do I go east or west? Then yeah. I had to get off at State College on the right exit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, you say that, Rico, but I bet kids today couldn't handle that. Like, actually, like, remembering <laughs> two turns. Probably dude, not. Dude, we went to Canada, like, drunk and without directions, without GPS. It was just like... Just keep going north till we get there. Yeah. Take our uh, one of these north routes. We'll get there, and it works. I remember I went to <laughs> Canada with JB one time, and uh, I guess we ordered a pizza. Yeah, <laughs> we ordered a pizza before we left, and didn't finish it. And we get to the border, and JB declared a pizza at the border. <laughs> I loved it. I once went I to. I have to pay like you know excise taxes or some shit on there. Who knows? I once went to Canada with my ex girlfriend. We went to the see this concert. We're staying in Toronto, and this was like in America. You can't just have like beer delivered to your door. We get there. <laughs> yes, you can. Well, not well, not, not, not now. You can. not back then. Yeah, now you can. So we get yeah, there. We're, we're at this hotel, and we got like the honeymoon suite. It's got like the mirrored ceiling. There's a hot tub in there. I ordered beer delivered to the door. So we got the beer. We're sitting in the hot tub naked watching The Simpsons on TV. And I was like, life doesn't get better than this. <laughs> it doesn't. I've always had a thing for watching TV in hotels. It could be the most boring show ever. And I'm like, oh, it's, it's Friends is on. This is awesome. And you're good for two hours. Yeah, it is, I'm it sure is something different about it. My uh, my daughter loves going to hotels just for that reason. I mean, she loves, like, we wake up in the morning, go down and get breakfast, and you eat your breakfast and watch TV sitting in bed. I, don't I know. would love to just live in a hotel. And watch Roseanne every morning? Well, maybe you could get a good uh, lengthy rate at the Doubletree Charlestown or something. Maybe. Get free breakfast every day. I wonder if the casino has a hotel attached. They probably do. I would hope so. I've never been like addicted to gambling, but maybe I just haven't given enough of a try. <laughs> yeah, easy to get addicted. Put your mind into it yet. Well, I mean, yeah. a lot of a lot of things. It's like instant gratification, like with gambling. So it's just been like instant. Like, oh shit, I lost all my money. <laughs> it just never like took. Well, it's maybe you got to get addicted. Bet, bet on sports Sorry, more because that's like a, a more of a drawn out process. I'm actually not watching the Eagles game right now because it's a very important night. We're celebrating a milestone here. Oh, is that what we're here for? Thanks, Holly, for getting us into it. Indeed. And that's why I invited you gentlemen here, specifically the three of you, and uh, did not invite Brian or Mark. I told them they can't come because it's too important. 300th episode of Felony Friday slash Finding Freedom. I know Dan Smots, that son of a bitch, gave me some crap. Saying you haven't had 300 episodes of Finding Freedom, 
Well, screw you, Dan. Screw you. 300 episodes of FF. Yeah, exactly. Cody, a, a quick word about your count. Have you Has Brian missed more podcasts in the last week than you have in the last almost six years of FF? Indeed. I've never missed. Never missed a uh, Friday and now Thursday. Pretty ridiculous. You know, Iron Man. I've, ne- I've, never, podcasting here. I've never missed a single episode of the Boring Pod. It's who, true. Who it's else? Been what, like who, four, four or five months. Who else can <laughs> say that? I may be the. I think I'm the only one who can say. Well, that. has Odie missed? Yeah, I've missed a. Yeah, I've missed a couple. Oh, I missed one. Brian's right. missed. Wow, you're the rock on which our podcast is built. You're you're also the <laughs> shortest tenured person, though. I mean, you weren't part of the uh, esteemed Bravo and Beer, which crashed and burned. I Good time the- to plug the boring podcast. If you guys want to listen to uh, myself and Howie and Rico and Brian just uh, be idiots and talk about nonsense like we are now. Um, I don't think Brian will be on this week either. I think he's going to bitch out again. I think you're right. This is MO, really. He definitely has COVID, by the way. 100%. No. He's never had COVID. <laughs> Dr. Howie. He claims like three times he doesn't have it. I could tell, I, you know, the fact that I was certain I had it and I got an antibody test, maybe it was like a month and a half later and I didn't have it. And so I could see how someone could think they have it. So anybody who's like, oh, I've had it twice. I've had it three times. It's like, oh, did you ever get tested? And like, well, no, but I know I had it. No. Yeah, no probably just really sick. There's lots of shit going around out there. But there's a lot of people who were uh, diagnosed by doctors just by symptoms who are like, oh, these are symptoms of COVID. You've got COVID. They didn't do any tests. Those numbers are inflated. That's what they're doing in Canada right now. Wasn't there, didn't their health minister, whoever just announced that today, that if you're sick and you don't get tested, you're going to assume to be part of the COVID cases in Canada? If you're sick. Well, how do they know if you're sick? You call into a number and say, I'm sick, but I'm not getting tested. They're like, oh, you got COVID. So, I, don't so know. I think there are a lot of people that were deemed to have COVID that didn't, but I don't, I don't think the case count is undercounted I, or overcounted. I think it's undercounted. If anything, I just, when someone at a specific time is given a false diagnosis, the outcomes skew a lot of other data, which I think is dangerous. Like, you, we want to know for sure when we're saying, like, oh, well, this person had COVID and then this happened. Does that make sense? Well, if we're going to talk about COVID, I have another question for Dr. Science. So I was reading the Zero Hedge article. Um, I don't know if you guys saw it. It was like the I am Spartacus article. Yes. So he, I- made a, he made a claim in that that I'm like, huh, I don't know if this has any basis in scientific reasoning at all. He said... Having a vaccine or having a leaky vaccine for a virus such as the one that, you know, Pfizer and Moderna have eliminates the evolutionary pressure for a virus to mutate into a less dangerous form. Is there any rational? Is that true scientifically? Well, that's hard to say because I feel that's that's very, very speculative. Can you get a little closer you to your mic, if JB? You want, if you want me to say that from a scientific perspective, that would require some some evidence or data. If for like a hypothesis, you know, um, leaky. Well, it, 
JB, it's not. How it's not true. It's not true. I guess. I guess the, the they didn't really define leaky, but I'm assuming no. they mean like a, a vaccine that doesn't prevent you from getting the actual no. virus. Doctor Doctor Robert well, Malone, the inventor of the. If you want to be perfect, if you want to be perfectly honest, you know, if 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 he if his definition of leaky is that you know it won't kill you, then sure, then you won't have the evolutionary pressure to evolve into something that won't kill you if you're killing fewer of us. When they're talking about leaky and uh, Robert Malone um, talks, he's the guy who discovered the, uh, you know, MRNA is a, a vehicle for vaccination back in the eighties. And he, he's vaccinated now. I mean, he's, he's not anti-vax, but he's, he's pro-vax only in certain circumstances, but he defines leaky as it's, it's a, uh, you know, it's it's not like something's leaky and something's not leaky. It's a it's, it's a not scale. A, it's it's not a, a d- degree degrees of leakiness. So there's there's a perfect vaccine that would have no leakiness that would have perfect immunity, which doesn't exist. Immunity. Every vaccine has a little little sterilizing bit. immunity. Yeah, a sterilizing yeah. or perfect vaccine. Right. This is not that. I, I disagree with the assertion that this is going to uh, preclude the virus from getting less deadly. I. I think it will preclude it from being stopped by vaccines, but I don't, I don't think he's correct in saying that this will make it more deadly. I don't think that's true. Well, from now on, I'll just ask Dr. Howie. Say, save the middleman here. It's not necessary. JB, uh, your time is done. You're uh, no, no longer needed. No, no Rico reading that. I, I thought that was a, a great article, but I, when I read that sentence, I was like, wait, what? I'm like, did he miswrite this part? Like it's well, you see, like these people that make very definitive statements about it, and either way, yeah, I always find that to be very interesting how um, how confident they are yeah. in their um, <laughs> like, assertions. Like you could just read something, and maybe you're not really paying attention to it, and you're like, yeah, yeah, okay, the they'll never mutate, well, and then you're like, wait a minute, where are you getting this? You know, it's the same thing as. Joe Biden saying 98% of people have to be vaccinated for it to stop. You're like, well, where are you getting that? You know, just equally pulling shit out of their ass and, and, and you're making a speculation into a fact. Does anyone actually so, think that that shot that Biden got today was a booster or was it saline? Oh, do you think it was Biden? <laughs> oh, that's another question. <laughs> but, but here's the thing. That's, that's, that's in the conspiracy even, if, even if they did give him a booster, it would be so stupid to actually do it on TV because what if he had one of those reactions where he just like fucking died on TV? Well, it's not that immediate. Be, it's like anyone had an immediate reaction to a shot. Yes. Very rare. I mean, I think that's extremely rare. No, no, it's not. Yeah. Oh, JB's asking if you're recording. I think I'm. Re- no, I, I asked if this is what you wanted because oh. you got the conspiracy corner crew. I, I want, is, I want what, whatever want it. it turns into. But I did want to say one thing. So uh, Joe Biden's 97, 98%. If that were the case, if, if that was achieved in this country, that would exceed every other vaccine that we have. If you look at uh, I have the, right in front yeah, of me, percent of children vaccinated by age 24 months, diphtheria, tetanus vaccine, 80%, polio, 92.6, measles, mumps, rubella, 90.8, um, influenza, 79.6, hepatitis B, 90.6, chickenpox, 90.2. Uh, I don't know what this one is. N- pneumonia, clonal conjugate vaccine, PCV, 81. And then this is interesting. Combined vaccine of the full series. So all those vaccines is only 68.3, which is 
So listen, this is this is a suit. Not ninety eight. I have a very important yeah. point. Very important point to make. So think about how hard it would be to get 98 percent of people vaccinated. And now let's let's look, let's look at Israel for a second. Uh, if you look, they have like an eighty some percent vaccination rate. And now if you look, they have like a sixty percent vaccination rate. You know why? Because these vaccines stop protecting after six months. So if you're at past that date, they're not counting you as vaccinated anymore. So we're talking. You need to get 97, 98% of people vaccinated every six months forever in the world. Right. Everyone, every six months, we got to do this. Like, impossible. Well, I think you're going to get impossible. people that bought in at the start are, you're going to see like a, a slope down about people buying in. They're like, wait, I got my two shots. Now you want three. So the percentage is going to go down. And then in the year, when they're like, you need four, people are going to go down more. They're like, wait a minute. I, I was on board at two, maybe at three, but so you keep going. You're going to lose the buy-in. And, and the credibility is just going to go further. further everyone down. I've talked to is like, no, that makes sense. You need to get like a flu shot every year. Okay. Well, maybe you're in the heart of. Well, no, no. Hysteria. They're saying a, a flu shot every year. But oh. I'm telling you, in the end, this is going to be like four times a year. Will they still buy in when it gets to that? I'm hoping not. Well, yeah, like you, if you couch it in that way, we already have vaccines that you take every year. So that doesn't scare That anybody, doesn't scare anyone. You know? Well, yeah. Four times a year, and though, would that? Considering the fact that the, the influenza and coronaviruses are pretty similar in their pathogenesis, it doubly doesn't scare anybody if they say we might have to do this once a year, too. It'll be just like do, the flu. Do which people is get the, basically what it's shaping out to be. Do people get the flu shot every year? Like the same, like some people just never miss. Like, I'm going for my flu shot. I don't know. I've never I don't know who does like that. I, maybe there are people like that. I don't know. Um, like, you know what? You know what percent? What I know, percent I know of the population gets the, the flu shot? I work for people who work on the clinical four are required. So I know at least they do. JB, there's, um, there's some moral hazard going on here because I'm not like against all vaccines, but something I was kind of suspicious of, I'm like, Oh, I bet you this might happen. And then I saw in the news, it actually happened. This chick went into the hospital for a flu shot and they're like, okay, we'll see you in two weeks for the second shot. And she's like, what the fuck? They gave her the COVID shot. She's like, I didn't say I'm here for a flu oh. shot. I'm like, man, I bet you they do. Well, like I, in the back of my mind, I'm like, I bet you, like, I would be so leery to get any shot now because I feel like they're gonna give me. The well, that's shot. still unethical. I mean, that's got to be illegal. Well, that's 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 unethical. Um, like, oh, it was just a mistake. It's a mistake. It was a I mistake. I don't know. I. Well, you can. Th this is why this thing's turned into a conspiracy corner. Like, it doesn't have to be a COVID shot. I can pull up on like any medical website the number of, of medical mishaps per hospital. Like. Yeah, hospitals are take out the wrong kidney every hospital has a list <laughs> of like errors that their staff have committed per year and th that there's, list is not short I'm there's a reason there's a reason why doctors when yeah, they no. when they perform surgery they sign the area they sign the appendage they're performing surgery on I'm, before I'm they do it never getting a shot again and not even not from a doctor and not even like if someone's like hey here's a shot of heroin like it's probably fucking fentanyl you bastards trying to kill me no more shots. Yeah, I would avoid shots that are done. No more shots. Nothing up the <laughs> nose either. They got they got the fentanyl and the cocaine now too. Yep. Done. No more snorting stuff. Wow. It's over. Let's not be ridiculous, Hallie. Well, <laughs> we got to test it first, I guess. But Brian said, like half the states banned fentanyl tests. They have in California. 
You mean for work? No, he tweeted something like that they ban like fentanyl tests. Like usually like a lot of times people would like to, they'll buy drugs, then they'll get tests to test them to make sure it is what they thought it was. And Brian said that they banned in half the states, which is crazy because it's going to kill people. That might be the point. Yeah, like when they poisoned the alcohol during Prohibition. Hmm. That's true. The state. Isn't that crazy? The pharmaceutical companies can sell you on um, how necessary, you know, the anything is, but they can't sell the government on just legalizing drugs that they can sell for massive, massive they, profits. They, can, they, can't, they can't sell the government on legalizing marijuana. We just need more research. It's got to be more studies. Dude, Pfizer, more studies. Pfizer can't patent marijuana. <laughs> They could sell it. They could sell their brand of it. And and they get guess what? They could make deals with CVS or Rite Aid. But we're gonna distribute first first and foremost, they basically already do. You know, like the I forget who came out with the Marinol pill that has THC in it that was patented and then approved and all sorts of like, you know, legal opioids that were developed and patented and approved. They kind of did that, and they cut out any competitors by using their, um, you know, you know, machine to to formulate instead of you know, instead of lobbying to make heroin legal, like the actual the actual molecule that's the active agent in the poppy that is heroin itself. Just add a little methyl group here, a hydroxyl group here, make it a literally different molecule that binds to the same opiate receptor and has the same effect, sometimes even a hundred times more, and then sell that. So two funny stories. That's the two plan. Funny stories. Is, isn't that what they did with, with opiate? I mean, yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. And that is why they didn't lobby to make the drugs yeah. legal and then sell them. For, for, they had a better idea. First funny story, heroin was made as, it was supposed to be a less addictive morphine. They failed. <laughs> Second one is what JB was just ta- well, talking about. Let's, let's There's all these designer drugs out there that they they ban something, they just change a little molecule. They're like, well, this isn't banned. Does the same thing, and they keep changing. But I I recommend people stay away from the designer drugs made in labs by these science people. I don't trust them. Science people would would Doctor Science be one of the science people? Don't take his drugs, folks. <laughs> <laughs> I just need a place to cook. All right, <laughs> I give in. Where, where, where do we go from here? That's that's the question. It. No, I, I did want to. I don't think I said this, but can anyone have a guess for what the flu rate vaccination was in 2019? Thirty percent. I probably no. I would say twenty percent. No, it's higher than that. Yeah, almost fifty. Forty-eight percent. Forty-eight percent of that's adults no. got the flu vaccine. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Allegedly. Allegedly. I, I don't know if I believe that. Seems no, I don't I believe it either. 18 and older. I, so. I saw an interesting statistic today. Do you know how much the murder rate was up last year? 15%. 20%. Hi, hi, higher than both 100%. 30. 50%. 30. 30. 30%. Yeah. And we just... Uh, so I'm from Scranton, right next door to Scranton's Dunmore, Dunmore High School. One of my uh, cousins goes there, too. My cousins teach there. And apparently these kids uh, that live like three houses up from my cousin, uh, they were planning a big Columbine-style attack. Oh, I saw that. That was... Yeah. Wow. That Yeah, that's the uh, 
school where my cousin goes into my cousin's teach and they live like three houses up. The people have since been, I guess the police have been at their place a bunch of times, even before this, they were kicked out of where they were living, which, and even I shared the story in the discord and they're like, Oh man, those are kids. They didn't actually even do anything. I hope they don't come down them too hard. And when I heard they got kicked out of their house, I'm like, they got to live somewhere though. But I mean, it's messed up and it should be stopped, but well, I mean, it kind of brings brings into question a uh, a, a question of, of principles. So they didn't do anything, but they did p- put together a bunch of uh, you know bombs, Molotov yeah. cocktails. If they're planning they had, this for twenty twenty four, which is like that uh, was the weird part. I'm like, you're planning yeah. on attack three years in the future. It's like that the, might have <laughs> been a decoy. That it's like the twentieth or twenty fifth anniversary of Columbine or some shit. Oh, yeah. Would they even still be in high school then? Like it doesn't doesn't make any sense. <laughs> I don't know. Well, with this with this planning logic, probably. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true. But but I mean I mean that's a good question. Like, what do you do with minors in a situation like this? Uh, well, I mean, unless they're like, if they're in high school, they'll they'll be treated like an adult. I think that isn't the trend I, to treat almost everyone like an adult. I know two of them. If the crimes are severe, I think enough, there were four bad. kids, and two of them are being charged as adults. How old are they? Uh, uh, high school. So I mean, between fifteen to seventeen, it could be the oldest. I mean, I'm sure. I'm sure they're getting charged with conspiracy. I was fourteen when I started high school. I would say fourteen to eighteen. Oh yeah, I was. Yeah, 15. think about how much different you were as a freshman compared <laughs> to like a senior. I started school a year late, so I. Yeah. But I mean, they don't care, but. Uh, you know, I think at 14, you're old enough to understand the consequences of building Molotov, Molotov cocktails. cocktails. Yeah. I knew the power of a Molotov cocktail when I was 14. I think, yeah, yeah. I think, you know, like the danger of it, but are you, uh, would most 14, probably most, but probably more than you would think a higher percentage than you would think is not able to think through like, Oh, the, what are the consequences if I get caught doing like if this you know, blows up? I know what you mean. Hey, we're going to take a real quick break here, guys. I want to tell you guys about an awesome new community, a new app, a new way to uh, to build your network, to meet new people, new like-minded people, and, and grow your business. If you heard the the recent episode with Jason Stapleton and Dave Smith, and you, you heard Jason talking about his new Nomad Network, and it's uh, it's really cool. Two ways to join. You can join for free, or there is a paid account, and I mean, I'll tell you what, I mean, you guys know that I'm someone who is very passionate about um, diversifying your income. Um, if you're locked into a corporate job, you're just waiting to have uh, have the door slammed on your toe. Um, so diversifying your income and uh, as Jason talks about, building some skills, building some unique skills that you can market and you can sell. So what the Nomad Network is and whether you have an existing business or you're looking to start one, or if you simply want to get around and start talking to some like-minded people, the Nomad Network is definitely the place for you. And it's free to join. Um, You can go to www. Now, I say that because for this link to work, you have to put in the www.nomadnetwork.com app slash lions so right now you can do that you can see what everyone's talking about free to get in there and just to tell you a little bit more about this network it's really cool there's actually a like a job posting board where you can go in and uh, and see different things that 
other entrepreneurs, other like-minded people are looking for. Maybe someone to build a website, looking for someone to do some Facebook ads, uh, maybe uh, you know, doing graphics, maybe programming, all kinds of different things. This is a growing community. And guys, this is going to be huge. I'm telling you right now, it's going to be big. So go to www.nomadnetwork.app slash lions and get your free account today. Well, I don't know if that's necessarily... Yeah, I guess it's the understanding the consequences of your, your actions goes kind of lock and step with, you know, feeling a sense of mortality. Is it just experience or is that just a, a more developed brain that you're a little bit more cautious as you age? Because you do, by the time a lot of us, particularly, you know, males make it to probably 25, there's, they've done probably a handful of things that almost killed them. You know what I mean? So maybe you start to slow down a little bit and like, well, I've made it this far. I better not do anything stupid that might cost my life. That as opposed to like yeah. maybe a 15-year-old wouldn't consider. Is that brain development or is that experience? I don't know. If I, if I just think back to even like doing approved things like in high school, like playing football and like how freaking dangerous that was. Yeah, but I mean, you're there's a difference in that playing football or something you're generally you're um aware of the risks and just don't think you're like oh okay i'm back then back then i had that's no like, clue of the risks like, oh, i had kid, no yeah, idea who, the running risks who, 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 play, who, who played football here raise your hand had, you played you, howie yeah do you have any no. uh serious injuries from your high school football career I wouldn't say serious injuries, but I had times that I couldn't remember my locker combination and had to have the lock cut off. Not like a diagnosed concussion, but uh, uh, another another question for you: When you played football, did you wear a cup? Um, yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah, I didn't. It felt better. It felt better the whole time. I took one helmet to the balls. That sucked. But for the whole time, feeling that much more free, it was worth it, I think. I don't think I wore a cup during games, though. <laughs> I think I did during practice. I'm trying to remember. Weren't you on the line? Didn't you yeah. play at some kind of line position? Yeah. Aren't people, like, hitting you in the nuts and, the, and, and, and stuff like that? Like, it's not just okay like everyone's that? grabbing each other's cock, JB. What do you think this is? Yeah, that's what it seems like to me. <laughs> you know, At least that's what I've heard. There's a lot of cock. Yeah. Once you, once you get in the pile, if there's a fumble, yeah, yeah. then it's you better watch out for your cock. You better watch out for your butthole, too. But <laughs> I, I liked what we had. Uh, there was, like, the freshman team. Then there was JV and varsity. When I was on the freshman team, I was a guard and a linebacker, and I loved it. But then when I like was on the real team, I was way too small, and I had to be a fucking tailback <laughs> in a corner. You cannot I, imagine how he ever running the ball. I, I never got I to wish play. Some actually, I, ne- I can't actually, imagine how he I, I never got. Yeah, to, exactly. I never got. I never got put in as tailback. I did play mostly as corner. You were a cornerback. That's actually when I see Howie. That's the first thing I think of. That guy's a cornerback. Right, immediately. Yeah, really. Fluid hips. Always <laughs> known. I'm fast. <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen you run. <laughs> or or do anything remotely athletic. The most dude, athletic thing dude, you probably ever did in college was beer slides. Dude, in the army, like so you're two mile, like you get like graded a hundred percent is a thirteen minute two mile. I was doing like twelve minute thirty seconds. It's not bad. Two miles? Yeah. That's pretty good for, yeah, that's real and good I for two miles. I guarantee you the first, yeah. the first <laughs> mile is much faster than the second. But the thing is, at that point in my life, I hated running. So I was like running. I'm like, oh, God, this sucks. And I'm like, 
if I keep this speed up, I'll be done in like this much time. Like if I slow down, it could take this much longer. Like just yeah. fucking go. But it also, I was a smoker too. And so I couldn't have them like being down on me for smoking. So I'd have to like finish up and be like smoking a cigarette. Be like, yep, I'm fine. <laughs> Smoking's not bad for you. Look at me. I just smoked all you fuckers. Well, you know, Rico's Pretty on the move. All hey, of our, most of our military history involved, you know, soldiers smoking. Uh, so and they had to do all those things so they managed this one but it was on equal footing because everyone was smoking too this much so one friend everyone could only run so fast this one friend of mine so, who wanted to be special forces he ended up being special forces he would be like talking about all the time that we get drunk he'd be like pounding like a bottle of whiskey and then throw on like pounds of gear and run the whole perimeter of the base like like the six miles with like all this weight after drinking like a whole bottle of like whiskey <laughs> it's like dude yeah, that's like special forces. Those are the kind of people that. Yeah, there you go. Well, did you guys watch? I interviewed the the one documentary filmmaker who did a who made a documentary on those two Navy SEALs who uh, the one guy that just choked out and killed some girl, and then it was about like it was oh, about yeah, the trial and everything. But that. that the dude yeah. that did it was a freaking psychopath, and he was a big time alcoholic, going through all this Navy SEAL training, just being drunk as shit. Freaking roided out! It makes you wonder, like, uh, to be able to get through that, you you had you gotta have something wrong with you, something big time wrong with you. I don't know anybody in the army that wasn't an alcoholic. I just I just realized <laughs> I didn't read a news article about that. I heard about that on your show. Yeah, that's what it popped you, in my head. I, I was, I was like, like, where did I see that? Oh, that's like, right. No, I interviewed a guy. About- <laughs> yeah, I was like, wait, that's. I thought I saw. I was like, no, wait a minute. <laughs> Hey, did you guys see that thing? Oh, wait. No, actually, I, there's something I have to talk about. Because I saw it on Twitter, and I thought it was a meme. I thought it was a joke. I thought it was bullshit. But then I saw a real news article about this thing, and it's a real thing, and it just blew my mind. It, it, and I, I don't even know what's real and what's not anymore. It's this thing that Mormon teens do called soaking. Oh, my God. I saw that, too. Oh, yeah. I heard about what? that. Have you heard about this? So it's like yeah. the penetration of the vagina at first isn't sex so if you just stay still and it's just soaking they call it that's that's not like going against by god who, wait, by whose definition by these more Mitt romney mitt romney he is a, he wrote a book about it it's called listen, soaking with mitt listen they they want to have they want to <laughs> have sex they want to have sex <laughs> My stomach just turned. but the friction can't be by their own volition so they hire other kids to jump on the bed jump up and down so it starts going and that's how they get around. It's like a loophole. It's insane. I, I could I, not believe I saw it. This, I thought this was and a joke. I honestly think the almighty creator doesn't know what the fuck's going on yeah. here. As Bruce Is says, really just the tip, just for a minute. I thought this was a joke, and then I saw this is a real freaking thing, and I can't believe it. So they think, so they think the creator of the universe is peering down at them and saying, well, seems legit. And then just going off? Is that what they think like, going on? Uh, apparently. They, apparently, that's what they think. I, I uh, could not they, imagine any other rationale. They can't help it. That kid's jumping on the bed. <laughs> <laughs> they're not trying to have sex, obviously. They're just you know, laying there. I'm just like, I'm just bringing this to us like logical conclusion. As people, presumably, who are devout Mormons, or they would just normally fuck. Think that this is what's going on, right? As, as crazy as this sounds, my wife did bring up the point, well, you know, there are a lot of religious people, Christians, Muslims, Jews, whatever, that think that just having anal sex isn't violating the rules. 
Yeah, there's yeah, a lot to think that. that. There's a lot to think that, you there's know. There's just more evidence that they're being ridiculous. That doesn't, ref- like, yes, I, that's I, just exhibit I, B. I agree. Doesn't mean I'm on team, yeah. team science, but I agree. <laughs> What's that have to do with science? Yeah. <laughs> well, we're, we're discussing religious rules and whatnot, and I, I came down on the side of reason. So right, what well, happens yeah, when a girl gets pregnant? That. I know that's such a such a terrible thing to do. Yeah. Yes, no. Scientists must be stopped. When I am reading the news and I see they're growing mRNA vaccine vegetables so you could eat your vaccine in a salad, science must be stopped. Oh, that's a way to get around uh, forced injections. They'll yeah. just uh, buy out the buy off the that's restaurants. They also made corn that will sterilize a man. And I mean, it's not like it's not like I want a vasectomy, but I'd rather have a, de- a delicious piece of corn. It's like the same thing with these uh, vegetable mRNA vaccines. You only would develop that if you want to give it to people without their knowledge. So messed up. Well, is that the worst thing that they've done in this whole situation is develop an mRNA vaccine? Like if they've done everything else up to this point, you're just like, oh, you become numb to it. You Well, you could become numb to it. Yeah. What was that? Are you watching a movie? Oh, yeah. Uh, I told Jordan I would watch the rest of Die Hard with the Vengeance with him. <laughs> Bruce Willis is talking about having a bad fucking hangover. Dude, it still holds up this movie 25 years later. Dude, I, I, I was late for the podcast because I was finishing up an episode of this show called Midnight Mass, and it's so good. And the best part was I had no idea what it was about. But apparently, and I'm going to spoil it for everyone, uh, people are pissed off because... It doesn't seem like this kind of show, but apparently when you'd like look at it on Netflix, they'd be like, watch other shows like this, like Vampire Diaries or blah, 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 other like vampire shit. And people that like spoiled like this big twist in the show. <laughs> well, it sounds like a vampire show. Yeah. All right, we're going to, uh, let's, let's do one thing first. Let's go around and everyone say what they're drinking. And then we're going to play Tyler's song and we'll talk about... Some of the stuff of the song because this is a Nittany episode. Um, Nittany episode meaning that if you are a supporter, a patron of Lions of Liberty, you're in the Pride, and you are contributing fifty or more dollars per month, you get to produce an episode every so many months, depending on how many people there are, and you also get all the other access too. So, can I request that people donate money to do this instead of giving money to Penn State University because they've just sure. suspended yes. some students for not completing their uh, mandatory COVID testing, weekly testing? Yes, so, please do not donate money to any colleges donated here. Oh. Yes. If, if you got that Nittany Pride, don't give it to Penn State. Give it to John. I was surprised Penn State gave the option of having a test. I was like, oh, how magnanimous of them. You don't have to get the vaccine. You can just get tested every week. Well, they want your money. That's the most important thing. Yankee Stadium didn't require the vaccine. I was surprised. Went to the ballpark. How about Kyrie Irving? Is he a hero of men or what? Yes. Kyrie Irving is a flat earther. He's the real doctor science. Just kidding. Yes, of course. What, I think what's everybody? I I what's everybody drinking? We, we got to keep this show on the rails just for a minute because I got to play Tyler's thing. We got to get to that. Howie's drinking Yinling. JB, what do you got there? Some tequila. Yards, filthy. It's a unfiltered IPA. Of course, making That's McWilliams and Rico and Mark very angry with your IPA. 
Yeah, I, I was straight to Corona before I moved into uh, the couch to watch this movie. I got some Woodford Reserve. Delicious, delicious bourbon. Oh, that is, that's a good one. I really like that. I love it. It's one of my favorites. I've never actually bought it, but for a lot of times, if I like, leave a job or something, someone would always give me a bottle of Woodford Reserve, and it's the best. Well, second there. best to Blanton's. Okay. I'll beat you up. I've actually been to the distillery. Blanton's is the best bourbon, but Woodford Reserve is pretty good. All right, well, I'm going to share my screen here, play this song. If you guys need to hit the bathroom or get a drink, go ahead and do that. Well, it's playing. It's about two minutes. And here we uh, share screen. There we go. You're muted, Odie. You muted us all. No, I muted myself. Oh, I'm mute, Odie. I can't. There we go. Uh, sorry, I was muted. Um, Crypto Man, The Great Convergence, also known as Tyler Colford, Pride member extraordinaire. I like the song. I mean, solid beat. Um, Tyler has skills. I mean, I'm not, not going to... It sounds a lot like another song, though. What song does that sound like? He probably stole the beat from someone. I'm kidding. <laughs> well, the beat was good. There's only yeah. so many beats. Like, I thought it kind of sounded sure. like a sublime beat, like yes, summertime. That's, that's, yeah, that's what I was thinking. Ah. 
Yes. All right. Got it. That's my, that's my contribution to the show. I did like the beat too, although uh, I don't uh, understand it. So nothing so, personal. So I, I, how you'll have to explain it to me. Well, no, no. I mean, actually, it, it's hard to understand the lyrics at, on first second listen. You well, said- see here, like there's a couple of things I picked out. Talking, talking about UBI, um, talking about carbon credits, and uh, one thing I will say on carbon credits, I won't say too much, but. Corporations are ready for carbon credits. They are putting infrastructure in place for this shit. It's coming. And you're kidding me. In, in fascist America? <laughs> yep. Yeah. So, so I was going to say, I couldn't understand the words listening, but you sent us uh, some of the stuff that it's about. Good, good topics. I know a lot about all these things. It just. Uh, well, I know Tyler's a big Graham Hancock fan, so he's talking about that a little bit. Um, yeah, has, has, has Graham any... Hancock been on Rogan lately? Seems not like he li- hasn't been on for years. Not lately, but a bunch of times. Yeah. You guys know all his stuff, right? About the um, that there were at least one kind of like apocalyptic event that I, I think one of his. One of the things he posits that there were a bunch of asteroid strikes that like hit the polar ice caps and kind of like melted them and caused big worldwide flooding all at once. Mm-hmm. I believe it. Well, it, it, was it? What uh, was there Do another you? one where it was lightning, like a mass massive lightning strikes that caused the melting of the polar ice caps? I'm not sure, but lightning. But I, but I, uh, I don't know. Like, I so, heard... like solar, solar lightning, like uh, solar flares. Oh, you mean like yeah, like some, like a flare, some kind of projection. Yeah. I haven't like that. heard that, but I am a catastrophist. I don't think that uh, mankind civilization has been like a straight line up. I think there've been a lot of setbacks uh, along the way, and it's weird when we look back. We see these very advanced civilizations, and it's like it seems like they just appeared advanced. It's like what was before that? It's like probably not cavemen, probably advanced civilizations that led to that kind of shit. And uh, I mean, you know, I'm just saying, I think that we think we are the pinnacle at the top of all that's been, maybe in certain aspects, or maybe not all, but I think that we uh, sometimes don't give the ancient past the respect it deserves. I'm in agreement. Well, what is it? Uh, Good Bibliotechy? Well, I definitely agree with that. That's why it shows like ancient aliens exist. Um, so, yeah, I would agree with your statement 100%. A lot of people don't give humanity's ancestors credit for the things that they could do with the technology that they had available to them. But uh, it, it, I also kind of think that there have been disasters, but there were people with a lot of knowledge that kind of spread it around and we kind of, you know, it's kind of hard to rebuild from that. Yeah, sure. Maybe somebody came and told you, well, this is how you do some of these things that we used to all know. And I don't know. It's, it's honestly like, I don't know anything about antediluvian. Do you know what that word means? Yes. Okay. So, uh, pre-flood. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, no, no. I, I, I didn't ask to be. In like, case anyone doesn't know what it means no, out no, there, I, no, maybe Rico, if you could explain it for. I, I, uh, I shouldn't have said that like that. I didn't think that you didn't know, but I felt like it needed to be. Explained. You definitely said it like I didn't. I if, did. I, if, I was, if I was, if I was going to guess, was in, that was your intonation. If I was going <laughs> to guess any of the four that knew it, I would guess JB because I don't know what it means. 
Well, no, no. I, I guess, yes, I did say it like that, but I, I was really trying to get us to explain it for the listeners. The antediluvian means before the flood. And, you know, a lot of people think the flood is just this, you know, myth in the Bible. But according to what Graham Hancock was saying, these people, we, I mean, we have evidence in all these stories around the world that there did appear to be a great flood that happened, uh, which could have been caused if the polar ice caps melted, like, almost at once with, by, due to, like, a bunch of asteroid strikes. Yeah, and the, the evidence is not of like uh, it's of a uh, rushing water, right? Of you know it happening that way, not with like like slow days and days of rain. No, no, no. Yeah, at, like at, like an immediate at once. At yeah. once. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. Wouldn't that kill? Uh, like, how could you support your life after the floodwaters receded? Wouldn't all plant life be dead for a for a, a while? At least the Old Testament said that it was raining they did attribute the water ice to rain in the, in old, the old testament, testament yeah but that correctly. was not that's not accurate i'll tell you all <laughs> oh of course not yeah <laughs> let's take graham hancock's word well no and not even just there, that right? but let's let's talk about i mean just gonna throw you're just gonna throw noah under the bus just right under the bus yeah. <laughs> right listen, under this the graham old, hancock sorry. guy listen, wrote listen. a book noah so, was there okay? listen listen i'm not some protestant that thinks that because it says it in the bible it's literally 100 percent true i am like well i was raised catholic i may have some different opinions but there's certain things like when they talk about like in genesis the six days, seven days, blah, blah, this and that. And they're like, well, this is the scientific way of how the world was created. So it's like, no, that's not even what that book was about. That's like, not even what that, that, that means in that context. It's not, it's not literal. And yeah. God is timeless. So, yes. And if God was... I always have a question about that. Like, I, I, I've read some websites. I'm very confused. I'd like to understand okay. some, some people who believe in, in, in a higher power. How can something that's timeless create things? Uh, easily, easy. Uh, first it's, it's of all, simple, really. It's it's science, JB. Really. Time it's time science. doesn't exist. First off, so we could start with that. Well, time okay. exists. So how do you create? How do you how do you create something if time doesn't exist? Because there has to be a period where that thing did not exist. In a period. No, when no, it no, did. no. You're thinking as someone who thinks time is a thing. Well, and what does so what does creation me. mean, really? Well, I'm giving you a definition. There's a period where something doesn't exist and then a period where it does. But can it exist? For that transition to occur, that's the definition of time. If, you have, if you're timeless, I, meaning that how do you manipulate reality without so, so, interacting here, here, with here, here, the here. concept of time? Here, all, all that stuff that you said, but it was all at once. So it took no time, you're saying. And it's it, does, it doesn't matter if it's so. Took, then it's always existed. It's happened and it's done. See, well, that's. I mean, well, this is the same thing. thing. This isn't. This isn't. I don't. I mean, honestly, this isn't something that I, I don't think is explainable. Which I mean, I don't. I don't think anyone. I don't maybe think science can explain it with, with the Big Bang. Yeah, I mean, it's maybe either you're way. Things to this deity that just, aren't are don't actually exist or don't make sense. JB, it's the same problem we, either way. If as, we exist now, well, what happened at the beginning? If no, there was no, no. no beginning, where no, no, did no, everything no. come from? Whether I'm or not there's a God. No, no, no. No, Rico, Rico, we're, I'm a finite we're, being. We're, there was a period in time where I was no, born. You, if I see a piece of wood, I take it, I carve it, 
Six hours later, I have a boat because I I, I am within the realms of time. Six hours to build a boat. I can't take you seriously anymore if you think that's how fast you can build a boat. carve one out of wood. I'm talking about carving. And I don't know because I don't carve boats out of wood. But you still, you got to go, I mean, to the beginning. We're making making sense of this through a time filter. You were created, you were born, you lived, you died. It's already happened. It it was all at once, instantaneous. It's It's all done. But we're okay. just going through the motions right now. Kind of like how America's already failed. I'm just sitting here waiting for the shooting to start. So, so the, the, so the, the question. Has, so the world's always existed. Because you, you yeah, still go back yes, to the point that yes. the world. If everything is happening simultaneously like a block in universe. I just, and there made, was no this period I just made this up. There was no creation then. I just made this up. At every point in time. You know, there the isn't universe time. Is there isn't time. It just, but Jamie, isn't there it's, all the same flaw with like the Big Bang theory? Like, no, there is. That is not the same flaw. Well, what, the, what was uh, what was before big, what was the before the bang? Says, I'm going to exactly. Pee. The Big Bang theory doesn't know, and it doesn't supposit to know. We don't know. Well, what that's the same it. thing. You're asking us to explain God, no, no, where no, no, the Big Bang not. theory I, proponents don't have to explain that. Either well, th- well, n- I that's that's not n- even close to the same. I may I just asked a question about one specific claim. Okay, but I'm I'm, I'm not theory. I'm not directly, you know, rebutting your your question. I'm just saying, no matter what theory you subscribe to, you have the same fundamental problem of explaining what happened at the beginning. Where did no? The- we don't have the same fundamental why problem. Not? You know why? Because. Let's say, for example, I don't know, because so many people think science is a religion. I believe in the Big Bang Theory, but that's not how I would put it. Um, I don't I don't give any attributions to the Big Bang Theory that hasn't been described or even, you know, observed mathematically. When Howie says God is timeless, he's giving he's making a claim that he now has need to substantiate. Okay. Well, I'm, the Big Bang is never pretended to say they know what happened before the Big Bang. They don't never <clears throat> pretended to say they know how, what caused. They have some ideas, but that's not ideas are not are not backed by any type of mathematical calculations or any observational data. What okay, we well, know what about I, the Big Bang event, we just know from those two things. Everything else is, in fact, speculation, and we're honest about that. On the other hand, people who say God does X, God does Y, God does Z, they do not say it speculatively. They say it as actual faith claims. They're saying this is what's happening. It's this their is explanation. For, this is how the universe for explaining works. Explaining the unexplainable. Okay, yeah. whether or not you believe it, whether or not you have faith, ultimately there was an origin of the universe. Like yes. I think most people can bo- agree on that. How that origin happened, you can have religion on the one hand, or you can have a science-based explanation on the other hand. But either one, you get to the same fundamental, unanswerable question of well, how did it happen at the beginning, and what was before the beginning? Under either theory. We are never going to be able to explain that. That's my That's belief. Not necessarily true. Okay. Well, I don't know that for certain. I don't know why I would believe that. You think you'll? I think you think at one point in time we'll have an explanation of what happened before the creation of the universe. Yes. Are you having, Tony Fauci will. Why not? Wait, I don't wait, know. Wait, do you, like, do you mean you're while you're about is Rico, while you're alive or after you're dying? 
while we're alive. Oh, no. I, I don't yeah. Think so. Once you die, then you'll probably have the answers. Yes. Except for JB, who yeah. well, who will have thing. to call into what libertarians in, in heaven drinking liquor from his <laughs> Skype phone in hell for being an atheist. But we'll put in a good word and for of you. Of course, it makes sense that the creator of the universe sends people to hell for that, you know, because that makes perfect well, sense. Well, you know, he, he asked you to believe in him, JB. We're, we're giving you the opportunity. Yeah, and, and of course, uh, yeah, and the creator of the universe has an ego yes. that needs to be stroked. And uh, he speaks his <laughs> yeah, word through th- me. Yeah that, that, yeah, that makes a lot of sense, right? I would, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that he has an ego. Um, yes, he does. And, and well, Liam most certainly does. If, if a stipulation to being heaven is you must believe in me, that's ego. Without well, a let doubt. me ex- let no me explain this to you, non-believer. So there's not this place heaven and this place hell that's filled with fire and you burn. Uh, hell is when you disconnect yourself from God, and you are separate from what you come from, and you're true uh identity and it is terrible you can but be in hell right now no i know i understand that concept but what you don't seem to understand is me dying and talking to god is all i need to believe in him the fact that he was going to then punish me because i decided for the rest of my life not to believe for him for all the reasons that i had which i believed with the brain he gave me which would be perfectly valid is ego, yep. regardless of that, how you yeah, want to that's, present that's not how it happens. Well, we see, and we, we don't even know, we don't even know, obviously, we don't, we, we, we don't know what, what, know. what is true <laughs> and what would not be true in the end, in the end of time, JB, when JB, it does happen. JB, you would be fine if you died and you talked to God and you're like, oh, okay, cool, I get it. If it's someone who is in what a Christian would call hell is someone who is at the end afterwards it was going to hate God and want to be separate and want nothing to do with it. They put themselves in that position. They, if you would be open to listening and understanding, you would not find yourself in that situation. These souls that and I that, honestly don't know why I would be, if you I would. died and I'm standing in front of the creator of the universe, I think I'd hear him out. Yeah, you would. You're a good dad. <laughs> yeah. What You're the fine. hell? Like, I'm confident in JB. Like, what are we talking about here? I'm confident here? that JB you know, like, will be on an episode of Lions of Restricting Heaven. You'll be there. I think so. It's So, yeah. But will, we have divine a time wine. Limit? will we have a time limit to the show when time is endless? In the no, it'll just be, we, it'll just be no. forever. We won't even know what time is. We'll just be podcasting in perpetuity. So, so I just wanna- you know the the reason I didn't even get to my question about how God could create, but the fact like this concept of timelessness, like you could you could you could one one person was like, oh, he exists in this plane that has no time and can see everything, but like a lot of the things that make God and why God makes a little bit less sense. A little bit, because, you know, you know, physics, especially the theoretical one, I'm not going to a lot of the stuff I don't understand. Some of it I do. A lot of it is a little bit above my head. So I'm not going to pretend like quantum physics. No, um, not really. Yeah. Quantum physics. Yeah. Like I I probably understand 20 percent of what I've read. Um, The thing that like the thing that I mean about the creation, like even if you think he exists in a plane outside of this space time. He has to exist in a one that has time because he has to decide when he's doing this. There has to be a moment where this universe existed and did it. And that requires time to exist somewhere where this entity is. 
Because how can that event occur without a period of it happening or even thinking about doing it? There has to be some type of if you're giving if you're attributing this deity agency as opposed to being just a naturalistic phenomenon that just happens like fucking geyser or something like that. If you're going to give this deity agency, you have to concede that there has to be a period where he decides to do things. Why? Right? Why? No. Well, you're giving it agency, right? It's not acting all ran- randomly like a geyser, right? Or is it? Well, well let know. me bring this back. Concept. Let me bring this back. Is it acting randomly? Let me bring this back. No, I, I don't. I don't think God's acting randomly. I, I just don't. So then, I, 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 I understand. Then, right? I mean, I understand your point of contention. In there, ha- there has to be a beginning and an end. But I think. Yeah, that's I, I, I like, think that's just out. I'm. I'm. See, I guess the difference is JB. I'm comfortable. Um saying i i don't understand it i can't understand it and uh, i mean i'm not like trying to like hold this over your head in any way whatsoever but you know when you when you actually accept christ into your life and you feel a difference it's, it's hard to even explain it sounds like you know i'll, I'll hippy dippy and that stuff but it, it, it's it's a different experience so it's not like i have have faith in god i i know that god exists because i've seen I've seen things happen in my life. JB, does this clear my position at all? Like we're here as beings in time on this podcast to us. That's what we think. Right. But I think that mm-hmm. everything you're going to do for the rest of your life has already happened. And you're kind of just, we're, ex- we're kind of going through the motions of it, seeing how that turns out, but it's already done. It's, it was all just instantaneous. It's already happened. Okay, and I'm not saying it does. It doesn't take away your free will to choose. It doesn't that, take away your free will to choose. I'm just saying your, you already chose. That, that's that's the hardest part. To, that's that the that hardest thing to understand. Theology. It doesn't even. I mean, that, yeah, it's very hard. To, very hard to come to terms with that. The thing I understand about people who believe is their question about the Bing Bang theory and that it had to have a beginning, but yet you've already conceded that something exists that doesn't. Conceded that something exists that doesn't. What do you mean? Yeah. God. I thought you meant time. Anything. Like, I don't understand you can how see people time who exists, have even though it doesn't have a problem with the Big Bang Theory saying that you don't know what happens before. Something had to start it. Nothing can come from... Something can't come Did from we nothing. Know there were, but you already believe in something that came from We nothing. know there was before the Big Bang. The Big Bang is just as far back as we can see. I don't, That's not some do like special thing. Disconnect here? I understand exactly what JB is saying, nothing. but... You're saying so. What's wrong with the Big Bang? Everything already was, not, always was. I'm not saying well, anything. There was before the Big Bang. The, the Big Bang could have been a restart that God did. It was just maybe. Who knows? Who knows what, what it what, even was? Can anyone answer that question? Why is that a point of contention? I hear. I don't know if you guys have that particular criticism about it, but I hear it. A I don't lot. know why anybody gives a shit about the Big Bang. Are. It's not the start of anything. No, this concept that the universe had to have had a start. Oh, who's saying that? That's a conceit that I hear who's from believers. Who's saying that? Something it had to have. I've heard that all the Why time. Why can't everything just have always you been? I don't know. I've heard that a lot from believers. Mm-hmm. I'm asking, well, one, I guess, one, I'm asking if you believe it. Well, or two, if listen, you do, I, 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 how do you, how do you con- reconcile that with already believing in something that doesn't? I'm certainly a heretic, not a spokesman for the church, so don't take my word for any of this. Odermatt, do you believe that? That the universe had to have had a start? Not necessarily, No. Okay, then I guess I'm asking the wrong audience then. 
and that I mean that's not to say that that's not to say I'm speaking for you know what all Christians believe. I, I, I yeah, I just well, don't. Of course, you know, I'm asking your personal beliefs. Yeah. That's what I'm asking you personally. What you you're a Protestant, John? Um, I, I was raised Presbyterian and then was Anglican that's, for a couple my, my years. Dad, my dad was Presbyterian, and now I'm not denominational. Catholic light. Did you prefer? Did you? I, I kind of preferred the Anglican style to the Presbyterian style. I like the uh, absolutely, like yeah. the, like the incense and the pomp, and you know, I, I want this to that's be a, uh, that's the Catholic stuff. Yes, <laughs> though I'm considering switching to Greek Orthodox because of the, the they know all about pomp. because because of They're because of the heresies coming from the church right now. I kind of. So I, I, it's very I, interesting. You're talking about the you, you listen to Lord of Spirits, but yeah, you got me started listening I, to Lord I, of Spirits. I, I, I don't want to get this vaccine, and I'm thinking about going the. I'm going to try the religious um, exemption route, and because I, I've read what the EEO office says, and it's not like it doesn't have to be a plank of a major religion, and it can even seem ridiculous and irrational to others, and so I'm going to be like, listen. I think that the Pope might be the Antichrist and this vaccine might be the mark of the beast. And I'm not all about that. That's going to be my argument. I know it sounds irrational and ridiculous to people, but I think they have their arguments already for people who say, well, they use fetal cell lines, blah, blah. That's not, that argument's not going to work for you. Howie, got- was it, was it you that told me that Fauci, tra- I forget in which language, but translates to sickle? I, I don't know if I told you that, but that's true. Italian, that's that's true. Right? That, he, yes, it, it, that is the, a fact. Yeah. I don't know if I told you, but yes. Okay. Probably was me. So do we think Fauci's the devil? That's the question. I think he's a piece <laughs> of shit. <laughs> I think he's got the blood of millions on his hands. Women of millions. How many AIDS people do you think he killed? I don't see. Honestly, I I don't know enough about that crisis to really speak about it. I just know the little bit about what the one drug that he backed ended AZT. up killing a lot of people. I didn't realize when that movie uh, Dallas Buyers Club came out that that had to do with like Fauci shit. Did you guys know that? Um, about him blocking I I, blocking I getting it, but I don't rem- getting medicine into the in the U.S. Isn't that what that movie was about? Were they running, yeah. running medicine, or running basically vitamins from Mexico? Essentially, I don't know. I, I saw it so long ago; I barely remember. Wonder if that'll happen with COVID. If like vitamin D and vitamin C will be banned, and we'll have to like you know, so, bring it in. So my my uncle is sick with COVID. It doesn't. My vaccinated uncle is, is sick it, with COVID is it now. Italian? Yes, it's Italian. It means sickle. I, I just I'm looking it up well, in translator means, right it now. Means, it says mom. it means it's uh, I, I googled means, Fauci translate to sickle. It says Fauci is an Italian surname. It is derived from the Sicilian word for sickle. Sickle maker or one who oh, cuts. Sicilian yeah. word. Sickle maker or one who cuts. Sicilian. I'm surprised that came up on Google. You think they would block that? <sighs> anyway, why? Because they're part of the problem, buddy. So they're going to, you know, this guy is like old, right? So he went his whole life, his whole life was groomed to go to school, get a PhD, do research, get in the NIH because of his last name. So he could be pro, <laughs> pros and primed to be the figurehead become, of this grand scheme. Maybe people are <laughs> dropping seeds about reality. <laughs> maybe, maybe it's more to do with the fact that he's the highest paid official in the U.S. government. I can't possibly. It is true. 
How much does he make? I don't look this up. He's the highest paid official in the U.S. government. Guess when my computer died, we got off the uh, Big Bang Theory. I'm I'm disappointed. Yeah, please drop that shit. His 2019 salary, stupid ad blocker. Um, Hold on a second. 2019 salary, 417,608. That's higher than I thought it would be. I am the president. That's about what I expected it to be. The highest government official. And this whole, if COVID goes away, this has gotten him so much fame. If it goes away, he goes away. He's not in the spotlight. He's not on the news until, show. Until the next bullshit. Until I, the I, next I, one. I can. You say what you want about Fauci and what his job is. I ultimately, at the end of the day, he is a bureaucrat. He works 100%. for the government. Um, I don't think he wants this fame. Like, uh, I don't think that is the most ridiculous thing you've ever said in your life, JB. I, I, He's I, on magazine not, covers. Not, Are you kidding me? Like, not, not, not the, the most sexiest no, no, no. man in the world. The most Go back and look at him during the AIDS epidemic I, I, and see how prominent listen, he listen. was during that. He got voted and to the most say sexiest, he doesn't want this. He got voted the most sexiest man in the world, and people ask why I don't know what's real and what's not real anymore. This is why. Soaking is real. Okay, Fauci's let me put it this way. Sexiest man in the world. I don't know what the fuck is real anymore. Let, let me put it this way. I'm not <laughs> saying he maybe maybe he likes the attention, maybe he doesn't like the attention. But I will I'll no, bet maybe. you a million dollars. No one goes into his line of work to be fucking famous. No one goes into his line of but work. But when you get a taste of it, magazine. when you get a taste of fame with the AIDS crisis, you want that fame again. You want that back. You're betting I us guarantee it. You're betting us two years of Fauci's salary. <laughs> JB, why? Yeah, because let's see you prove that. I don't feel like. <laughs> so he stayed in government for f- over 40 years because he's just yeah. doing good work and he couldn't possibly be doing any more to help the country or humanity in a private role. It's going to the top of the NIH and staying there for. Decades. The, the, you did not know who the director of the NIH was three years ago. Good. I don't want to know. Point. He was very that prominent during point. the 80s, which I was too And young. you did not know that until okay. fucking a year ago. That is my point. It is not like, what are you talking but, about? No, no, but, but JP, two things can be true. I mean, that, that can yeah. be true. And it can also he be can true that now that he's the, gotten some fame, he wants to maintain it. The director of Both the things NIH can be true. Not a glamour position. He would not want this pandemic to end. He, the director how many of the people NIH have worked position. for six presidents? Okay, he is, Bureaucrats. he was all who one, should be lynched. There's been how many FBI directors since the, since the fucking thing was founded? Like a lot. They well, don't more change. than that since 1970. There's been a lot of FBI directors. No, Louis no, Free, that son been. of a bitch. There's, Y'all there's just fewer than presidents. People who should be like tried and hung for war crimes. There've been fewer than presidents. crimes against humanity. They don't change with the administrations. I can't believe They're because we didn't know who he was three years well, ago. He's not a bad person. Like he was on no, interviews. I did not say he was a we bad just person. didn't he have a reason. A we didn't have a reason to pay attention to him. Glory hound. Because and he, you're, you're, he wasn't, he wasn't putting his thumb over everyone's life to be famous. Four years. Is that ago. what you're saying? No, if I'm that's saying what you're saying that I'm gonna. I'm saying you're just saying because we didn't know who he was three years ago, he wasn't doing interviews. He was on doing interviews and stuff before COVID. 
We just didn't pay attention to him. So he was getting some measure of fame. Of course, he probably didn't realize yeah. how much the his fame would The director of the NIH is a high-profile position, yes, to the people who care. We had no which is reason. Not the to- general populace. Just like saying, like I could, I can aspire to be the department head of my if my department because I want to be in charge. That doesn't mean I'm doing it to be famous. I could just aspire to be the the dean yeah, of I, the I, school that I get my position at. Doesn't mean I'm doing it to be famous. Well, that's not I, the I, only. I, I think I think you're, you're hearing the argument, Ron, JB. Did you ever think about that? It's it's, it's, it's now it's now that he has company you work for. It's now that he has yeah, fame. Actually, it's now that he has fame. He wants to maintain it for for power. Yeah, in your organization. JB, JB, let me say this really. How you pick? Let me say this really quickly. I don't think he planned this all out, but I think that now that he's got a taste of fame, he doesn't want this to end which is going to pro- prolong it because he doesn't want it to end because he's the guy we listen to. All I'm saying is like, if I'm a senior scientist who just got hired at the NIH, which I could easily be, I could easily aspire to want to be director because that's the fucking boss. I'm not talking about I that. I don't understand I'm why talking about, say that. you are the, like, Say you're the director now. Director, other than wanting to be famous, you are in charge of the thing that you've been in your entire life. Well, well maybe that job. explains why you at the beginning of the pandemic he was saying things. It works like every other job. But you don't understand. Maybe right. maybe this explains why at the beginning, maybe that? at the beginning when he was saying things that I think made we're, sense. We're arguing past each other, JB. Yeah. We're, all, we're arguing past each other. Well, you're asking me why would anyone want to be NIH director? I'm no, like, no one asked you. You didn't like, say that. No one asked that like, question. Other than, other than being famous, other than no being one famous. asked you that. That's what I'm We're saying. We're saying now. So you do understand why someone would want to be an yes, NIH director? Yes, of course. Other than yes, fame and notoriety. We're saying, other we're saying than fame now, and notoriety. now that he's famous, he well, wants an to NIH be- director though would have, I mean, really separate conversation. But it's fame yeah. and notoriety in his profession, which I'm sure was something yes, he wanted. Yes, in his but, profession, yes. yes, which is a very small community. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I know. I, I, I think what we're talking about is after he's achieved this fame in the current pandemic, and once, and maybe once he tasted that fame back in the AIDS pandemic, maybe that incentivized him or encouraged him to hang later. around, hoping, not hoping, maybe, maybe hoping for a pandemic for a time to shine, um, or something, or another moment like that. I'm not saying he was hoping for you know a worldwide. Uh, coronavirus pandemic that would kill hundreds of thousands of people. I'm not he saying that at all, it, but you know. So, yeah, did I you mean, guys hear that up. that Chinese defector who said that they released it on purpose during the uh, those military games in Wuhan? Yeah, I saw that. Any? I, I don't know how much credence I believe in it. Um, I think it was released before that. But I just want to ask one other thing, JB, about Fauci. Is Fauci? practicing what he's preaching as a scientist shouldn't you be neutral on anything until you test you you form a hypothesis right i mean basic science maybe i'm wrong this is sixth grade science you you form a hypothesis you test it and then you you see where the data lies he in almost every aspect has come to the conclusion and then supported his conclusion with certain data and he's disregarding everything else and holding other things to a different standard. He's holding um, non-vaccine treatments to a completely different standard than he is a vaccine. The vaccines are well, mostly well, safe and don't effective. Don't forget about remdesivir, which he has a financial interest in, which yeah. he can afford. Well, and it also is, is killing people because it is causing like uh, no other drug. Failure. 
is given the, the same benefit of the doubt that the vaccines are. Why is that? That that is anti-scientific. I don't, I don't think that's necessarily true. Like I mentioned before in our in, in our email message, people are not discounting these things. They're yes, they are. Studies. I'm reading. They're, they're trashing they're all that of They're not th approved yet. I read Horse an aggregating data about ivermectin. It's propaganda. Yes, while, can, can I, and while the trend is true, I do see a trend that administrating, administering ivermectin does appear to have some effect towards um, helping you um, recover from COVID. The, even the aggregated data, the confidence intervals were all over the place. Like the statistics don't back it. And some people don't care about that. They see the trend. And with the aggregated studies they saw, the statistics say that it's just as likely as this might just be random or due to some other factor because the numbers are not backing up. The statistical confidence intervals are not backing. But I do see the trend. And the trend is what people like that go on Joe Rogan, like those two guys, are banking on that essentially with enough with enough people, because I'll, I'll caveat that the studies that they aggregated, the sample sizes were incredibly small. And this is something that the vaccine trials, because they're so big and wealthy, they had thousands and thousands and thousands of people in their trials so they can make the numbers work. These studies are so small that the confidence intervals rendered the results statistically insignificant. Did you see that India and was hid, Did you and, see the, and Pfizer and Moderna hid the all-cause mortality data. So I'm not saying that ivermectin doesn't so, work. Did we, I'm saying once you get 50,000 people in your control trial, then the numbers will, will they show that it happen? We've seen no. in India where they're passing it out to everyone now, and there's counties in India that don't even have one, like COVID deaths anymore. What, one one thing, one thing that people, one thing that people don't talk about, which which Howie, I think that's not going to change policy and it's not going to change my mind. It's anecdotal. Well, I need numbers. One thing that people don't talk about, which is a real thing, is the, the placebo effect. And it, it does play. And it's, it's a good thing. I mean, it's a good thing to have the, the, the placebo effect for your, your brain, for your own body to heal itself. And yeah, maybe a part of taking ivermectin or taking vitamin D or taking taking you know, any sort of natural remedy and believing it's working and believing that, that, that you're going to, you know, beat a disease helps more than people are giving credit for. Um, it's, a, I mean, obviously placebos, it's, I mean, it's, it's study, it's a proven effect and it's something that's kind of just cast aside. I'm not all saying that Odie, ivermectin doesn't more, work. Odie, Odie, I don't but, think that could. All the more I, reason, maybe we should take the stats into consideration when we say something works or not. I think you should because take we know the into consideration that all right? the stats coming out of the U.S. are bullshit. So, we have to look at other countries' stats. The U.S. stats are just complete shit. They've changed the way they measured everything numerous times. They've We can see how they fudge the studies and fake shit. It's U.S. stats are bullshit. You have to look at UK. You have to look at Israel. You have to look at like other places. What I was talking about was an aggregated study of all the all the studies they could find that people were doing with ivermectin. It wasn't just from one place. It was from where the the, the COVID nineteen ivermectin site. And yeah, where I mean, there was there was well, I don't know. There I keep reading the eighteen. Uh, there was like thirty studies, different studies of ivermectin with different, um, you know, obviously test numbers and test groups and everything. Eighteen of the studies were pretty conclusively shown that this is effective, especially at the early, you know, onset, similar to the kind of the hydroxychloroquine 
uh, zinc, azithromycin. Rico, did you read these studies? Of course not, JB. What were the what were their sample sizes? Of course, I didn't read them. What stats did they run? What controls did they have? Okay, JB. Of course, I just said. Of course, I didn't read the studies. Okay, so but then, did you did you read the studies either? Were there all of those? The, and then I, the, I, I read I read an aggregated report of studies. Okay, and who is the aggregated report? You know, I mean, who, who did that? So this this is. Uh, this is going to get well. This won't be on YouTube since we're banned right now. So this will just be on Odyssey and on our <laughs> on the podcast feed. Uh, this is c19ivermectin.com, and th- this is the site that I think well, it just flipped that JB is referring to. They have the slide which it won't go back to. Up oh, anyway, they they have a breakdown of of the studies. And yeah, if you talk about study size, you you can read about each one if you want to. Um, but when you do look at this, the most effective studies are ones either using it as a prophylactic, preventative, or very early treatment. Um, so, yeah, if you give ivermectin to someone that's in the hospital that is on a ventilator, probably not going to do much. Um, so it, it depends on – depends on. I, I think in – and in in these studies, you know, go across that entire range. Um, I don't know. Is this what you were talking about, JB, this site? Uh, no, this was something different. I would have to, I'd have to pull it out if you give me some time. I can look for it. Um, we could talk about something else. What? Nothing else to talk about. <laughs> uh, Howie and Rico have, uh, I guess, gone to pee or something. But yeah, uh, I mean, it's I, I it, it just it I just seems to, to me, and I didn't have to talk about this. This was th- those were the days. <laughs> It would be, yeah. It's well. The thing is, it, it just it inserts itself in every aspect of our life now. So there's there's no there's no avoiding it. Um, yeah, it sucks. I, I'd rather talk. I'd rather talk about freaking, you know, ending the Federal Reserve or uh, you know the importance of starting businesses, the importance of controlling your income, control the source. But no, we're uh, talking about COVID. JP, have you figured out a way where if I were coerced into getting the vaccine that I could like stop it from making spike proteins or if I can't do that, at least like fight it off? You could irradiate your bone marrow so you no longer have uh, hematopoietic stem cells. Would, would, would it help me out? I would call that the nuclear would option, ha- but that's one would option. Would it help me out? <laughs> would it help me if I like took ivermectin like right after being vaccinated to try to get that to like kill the spike proteins? I've heard that can uh, help. Could I be placebo effect. Yeah, that, that's what I'm talking about. This is this is what this is why we get into the realm of absurdity. And and how does that mechanism work? Which how does that what work? What mechanism? How did, how does how would ivermectin how does ivermectin work and how would it work in that particular scenario? It stops well, the, uh, the the replicates of the virus. Yes. Well, here's my understanding of uh, ivermectin, JB, and and uh, tell and me it where can't I'm just stop the replication completely of the virus wrong. Specific. Your body is it, producing an antigen. So so the, what what is it called like a synthropy or something where it's like a, a some kind of substance molecule that can kind of cling to the virus. Um, kind of o- almost open it for another drug to attack it. And so I'm, am I way off here? Are you, are you saying that that's what ivermectin does? So it's like similar to like where hydroxychloroquine, what the theory was, it would kind of bind to the, no, no, no. Uh, the spike and then something else would 
attack the actual hydroxychloroquine is well yeah so I think, yeah, I think ivermectin might be different than these, but uh, with the uh, quercetin or hydroxychloroquine, there's zinc iodospores, which if you're taking zinc in addition, it allows zinc into your cells and zinc stops replication yes. of RNA viruses. I don't know if that's what ivermectin does or not. I, it, it could. I, I don't know how it supposedly works. Which is why it was so absurd they had all these hydroxychloroquine studies with no zinc. Yeah, every what? time I saw one of those, it's like, well, that's bullshit. And the thing is, with zinc, was the zinc hydroxychloroquine or the zinc quercetin, it has to be done immediately at the onset. Like, you can't do it later. And you also, as some studies I saw, can't give them, like, fucking deadly doses of hydroxychloroquine. But if you're given a normal dose of hydroxychloroquine with zinc in the beginning when symptoms onset, it seems as if, as people have hypothesized, that it prevents replication of the virus. Um, I don't know if that's the way ivermectin works, but I have heard say that, you know, you have to do that early on, but ivermectin can work like even if taken later, so, later. What would, would have been the harm if we're already spending, I don't know, a trillion dollars on COVID-19, what would have been the harm to say, you know what, try some hydroxychloroquine and zinc. We don't know, but we think, you know, there's some anecdotal evidence that might help. What well, would have been the fucking did. harm? A lot of doctors did. And it, I mean, what would have been the, I mean, are there side effects? Just, serious, serious side effects? There's hydrox- always side effects. My, of every course. Drug My wife takes effect. it every day for lupus and she's fine. But has it not been tested yeah, in the real world the, 50 I, million times? I, I've, taken if, it, if, so has, I've taken it accidentally because yeah, I thought it was hydroxycodone. Guys, let JB, you got to let JB talk. Let him talk. Come on. Do you see a little bit? Who validated ivermectin? The same institutions that you're now claiming fraud. No, that's not true. It's true that in the beginning. Yeah, Merck, yeah, Merck had a patent for ivermectin. Yes. There's real world so, studies. Yeah, a pharmaceutical company. JB, that's not How the point. How do you point. know their data is not false about their side effects? JB, I don't think that's the, the point. To me, the oh thing no, with the Why va- is that not the oh, point? This is my point, okay? To me, the vaccine was created in a very short amount of time, and it's only been around for less than a year. So I don't know okay. what the long-term, if any, side effects would be. I don't know how long it took to create ivermectin. I do know it's been around for 50 years. So if, if Ivermectin is a, is a naturally occurring compound, really. Okay. It was discovered on a golf course in Japan. I have some upstairs. So even better. So that's the thing with me is I know ivermectin has been around for 50 years and the real world use of it does not support an overwhelming fear in me of taking ivermectin. Not that I have an overwhelming fear of taking the vaccine, but I would say if it had been around for a few more years and, and been tested for a few more years, and I understand the theory of why we can't wait seven years to test this and all this blah, blah, blah. But this should also factor into my right to say, you know what? I'd like to see this play out a little bit more. I'm not particularly fearful of getting COVID. I think my mm-hmm. body is healthy enough to fight it off naturally. So I'd like to see the vaccine seven years down the line before I take it or whatever. Oh, that- so that's my difference. Well, this, between- is, this, this is where these arguments always invariably fall apart because you're talking to someone who's never questioned your right to say no. So if you're oh, looking God. for someone to have this conversation with, no, but I'm not that guy. I don't no, think he's trying to argue that. with you on that point. But JB. that's that's that no, I'm describing my that's where, my that's where we lead to, right? No, we no. lead to government force. 
right? Yeah. Right. But I'm, I'm just saying see. that's the difference. What I see personally between ivermectin and the vaccine, it's just yeah. the longitudinal use of it in the real world. Longitudinal. I, good word. Odie, yes. Odie, that uh, article you sent to us before the show made made me really think even more that the vaccine is not safe and ineffective. Maybe effective for about five, six months, but after that, not so much. And you're probably going to be worse off than you if you had never taken it. Yeah, the, the article, and I'll put it in the show notes. It was a uh, it was a blog about about a. Uh, a data analysis of uh, United Kingdom COVID vaccination data. Um, and why they can pull the data from the UK and not the US. Why is US data so shitty? Well, that's, I don't know. I'll let you decide that for yourself. But yeah, it's, it's, it's really, really interesting. I, I mean, I think the, the most interesting part, I'm trying to find the graph now looking at it. But yeah, they, so they break it down. Like when, when you look at it, like they show the first graph they show is just unvaccinated mortality rate. Looking at all cause mor- mortality. I guess I might as well share my put, screen. Put it on the so, screen. Put it on the screen. So we see what we're looking at. All cause. Let, let, let's, let's pause it and make sure that we accentuate that. This data is all cause mortality. Which, which they do that, which, which the all cause mortality data was included in the Pfizer and, Mo- and Moderna, um, you know, submission for approval of uh emergency approval with the fda which i haven't looked at that yet i want to try to find it apparently it, it was buried and it matches essentially what's uh what's shown here Dude, in the pfizer data more people in the vaccine group died than in the like control group but they're like oh it wasn't from the vaccine though <laughs> yeah so so it's it's crazy the, the first the first graph you look at and and uh across the bottom is that's just that's just weeks that's time so this is starting the beginning of 2021 and going through so the blue is unvaccinated months. in the beginning the unvaccinated were dying way more than the right vaccinated. and then, then then the blue comes down and the uh, the vaccinated deaths rise up as you get into weeks 15, 16, 17, 18. And then they start to come down and you kind of get almost they almost even out when you get to the end of it at, at 26 weeks. But when you scroll down to the next graph where they break it out into three different groups, um, va- vaccinated within 21 days, vaccinated 21. So so the, the blue is. They've had one dose, and they're and they're going to get the second dose. They just haven't got it yet. The orange is they've had one dose, and it's plus twenty one days. They don't get the second dose, and the gray is both doses uh, mortality rate. And it's crazy when you look at the orange, just how it it just blows up as you get out to week thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, and on, um, way above. Um, the less than 21 days with, with the one dose and, and the two dose mortality rate. I, I don't know. I don't know how you describe that. I've heard people try to describe it as, well, maybe it just coincided with, with a spike of, uh, of COVID cases and deaths. I, I don't, I mean, I don't know. I'd like to see someone give a defense of this data from the other side to, to read it, but I haven't seen that. It seems like no one's talking about this and they make a point in the U S that, you know, when they talk about vaccinated, unvaccinated uh, hospitalizations and deaths, they always group um, the one shot 
vaccinated in with the unvaccinated. I've I've never seen yeah, it broken even, out. Even two shots, but not two weeks later, is considered unvaccinated in the U.S. Yeah. First of all, the 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 period between is three weeks for Pfizer and four for Moderna, I believe. So, I don't know why they would do that. Are you sure? Uh, of the the time between the doses yeah well what the data you're looking at and i would say well, the, the, I, so well, you, you see you said pfizer's three weeks right i believe pfizer's three yeah weeks well this is this is the uk so it's all pfizer that's why it's yeah, 21 days it's all pfizer okay so this is what i think right. this is what i think i think you get one shot you're more likely to get covid you get two shots you have a good protection for covid for about five months but afterwards, you're more susceptible to death than the unvaccinated because that shot killed your immune system. That's what I think. Question about this data. Um, you said that people who have received one shot or people who have, I guess what they say, uh, within 21 days. Oh, I guess it's broken down. The blue is people who have received one shot and died within 21 days and people received. Correct. Yeah. So so it's like they got their one shot and they died within the 21 days before they could get the second shot. Question. I wonder why. And they did this whole whole risk. I went back to um, the economists or whoever they were that did this paper and they made some very interesting. um, What's the word I'm looking for? Assumptions. The first one is that they they assume that COVID is as dangerous as they claim. And if the vaccine is as effective as they claim, by now they should have seen many more COVID-related deaths among the unvaccinated than the vaccinated. And that if the vaccine is safe, as they claim, there should be very few more unrelated cases. um, Where Sorry. There should have been very few more deaths from causes unrelated to COVID among vaccinated than the unvaccinated in each group. Uh, And then, as you say in the bottom, we define a person as vaccinated if they have received at least one dose. So I have a question about that. Considering I I read through the the rationale and methodology of this paper, they're arguing that this vaccine is not effective, right? So how can you then lump people into the vaccinated category of which the company who made the vaccine themselves are saying is not protected? I, I I agree. I think I think it's disingenuous How can to do that these on, on e- either side. When Pfizer themselves tell you, if you don't do this, you won't be vaccinated. But now these people are vaccinated. So so say so. Here's Howie. Howie, hold on. Here's How my no, 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 here's 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 my please, speculation. Please, no, well, please, particularly coming from. Please let me say this. Please let me say this. Because this has to do with American data. Just let me say one thing. One thing, and I'll be quiet. Ah, go, how, how, I'll be quiet for the rest of the show. Work? If I can say this one thing. Say, so we, we've heard so much in America, like 99% of the people who are dying are unvaccinated. But let's say, say the 99%, say that's 10 people. And say all of them have at least had one shot, but no one who had no shots died. Like, that's something. Like, if, this, if people who had one or two shots, and even if it's not two weeks... What if they're doing worse than people who got no shots? If you had one shot... I'm asking a very simple question. I'm asking a very simple question based on their assumptions and methodology. Again, going back to methodology. That's why this takes time. You got to dig into what these people are doing. That's a very simple question. How does that jive? No, JB, I I, I agree with you. It should be 
I think I think both sides. Well, both sides are at fault. Yeah. Well, I think I think I think. So I the uh, the anti-vax group there, the study that you're citing that is saying the vaccine is ineffective. Well, I agree. It might be ineffective, maybe in that first dose. Um, I. I I do think for what we've seen for older people, um, it seems it seems to help with uh, you know with the you know hospitalization and uh, and preventing the worst outcome. But yeah, it should be I mean split out. That's what I'm saying. We need to be honest about this data. And my my theory, my concern is that companies Pfizer, Moderna, the U.S. government are hiding the dangers of that 21-day period or the 28-day period of when they get that first dose, there could your immune system could be compromised. And maybe they're hiding that data because they don't want people they, because they don't it's want people to, to be worried about it and not want to get the first dose and then get the second dose. I mean, there's something happening there. There's something happening. Odermatt, what have you seen to suggest This, that? right exactly. here. This. Every country, no, I mean, after the first I mean, shot, COVID like, cases spike. After the how first shot, you're like, more likely to get COVID. Immune system-wise, how do you compromise your immune system with a vaccine dose? How does that happen? I'm asking. Well, because uh, the spike protein is doing tons of crazy damage in your vascular system. It's creating micro... What is that? What does that have to do with the function of your immune system? Well, it, JB, it, it could be. I mean, it doesn't mean it's going to affect is, everyone. I'm not. I'm not saying that. Uh, uh, obvi- obviously, everyone's cells. not being affected. What is happening to your macrophages? What is happening? Because then everything else you say is conjecture. Inflammation. It's creating Im- inflammation. Inflammation is part of your. You do know inflammation is a normal part of your immune system. Yes. Without inflammation, yeah. It so is. If you're it is, but, but you can, your immune system is working. You, you, can have an, you can have an overreaction. It's causing chronic inflammation. You can have cytokine storms. You can have chronic inflammation. But okay. inflammation in itself is Plots. not bad. Okay, well, I'm, I'm, hold on, JB. Isn't, uh, I might be screwing up the term, isn't cardiomyopathy essentially inflammation around the heart? And haven't... Um, you know, 12 to 18 year olds that have gotten the shot at a much higher risk or or much higher um, uh, cases of cardiomyopathy than would be after being fully vaccinated than would suggest by just random population data. Isn't that, isn't that pretty true from, uh, I, I haven't seen any data with that. I saw one headline. If you can send me something, all right. Well, I can I'll look. I'll look, I'll look for it because I thought even the the vaccine companies are saying, yeah, there was. But I'll, I'll look for it. Wait, what is that? Sorry, that's possible. And because it's like that, this is a symptom of viral infections in general. That happens with the flu, right? But I mean, it's it. I mean, it happens I guess with the flu. It doesn't happen with the flu shot, though. It has. I mean, maybe it does. Maybe we just don't know about that. Does can you get uh, myocarditis from a flu shot? Oh, that's myocarditis. Yeah, myocarditis. I don't know. I've never looked. I've got a bad heart to start with. I shouldn't take the shot, but I'm going to be forced to or lose my livelihood. Yeah, well, I mean, JB is in agreement with you there. So I mean, yeah, it's. I mean, not that everything here is an argument with JB. I mean, <laughs> I think it's kind of turned. It's kind of it's kind of turned in, but it, it's not like I'm, the last fucking eight months. That's why I was like. <laughs> I'm like, I just like read things. I'm like, this makes sense. This doesn't make sense. Mm -hmm. I'm not trying to force anybody to do anything. I don't own fucking Pfizer stock. Okay. I know what I know. 
and I study what I study, and it's not clinical science. I've never run a randomized controlled trial in my life. You know, this is why I'm fucking amazed. I open up one of these articles. It takes me hours to get through just the introductory paragraph. And so I'm amazed how you guys just breeze through these things and make your conclusions about what's going on. Because there's so much I have to look up just to understand their methodology that you guys must be geniuses. Well, you know, you 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 said it, JB, not us. (laughs) Reading these things and coming to these conclusions, because it takes me hours just to to know what they're doing. Do you get paid to read these studies, JB? Huh? Do you get paid to read these studies or is it for fun? No, this is another point. I do this all fucking day. We're obvious vaccine failure in Israel. And then read another fucking hundred papers on COVID. I want to watch the ball game because this is kind of my job. You want to watch the I Jets, JB? I think I would rather job. watch. Um, do week. any of you do that? <laughs> Not the Steelers. You don't want, you don't want to watch I, the Steelers. I would Steelers, rather read yeah, COVID articles than watch game. the Jets. Or the I'd Sky rather States. watch the Browns than watch the Steelers. <laughs> oh, the Browns are highly entertaining, Odie. <laughs> That's the last thing I want to do after oh, 10 God hours. Damn it, the Cowboys are beating the Eagles. Fuck. That sucks. Maybe check the score. Okay, so this is a New York Times article, it's a New York Times headline. And it says heart problems more common after COVID nineteen than after vaccinate. Oh, okay. Well, that's not what I'm talking about then. Never mind. Oh, that's that's hey, not anyway. What you let's want. let's no. Let's, no, let's no. pivot. <laughs> let's pivot here and go towards the end of the that, podcast. That's not what you want, Rico. That's the that's the that's the issue. Did we let's find want did anything? We, did we find freedom yet, John? Have Is we found true? it? Yeah. Let's let, really let's true? let's pivot. Hey, let, okay. Let's let's put a put a cap but on most this. Most of the time, I say I don't know, and most of the time, you guys are convinced. That's why I'm like, what do you want? Because you guys what I want to is to be left alone by the government. Yeah, that's the thing. All I want to be. That's the thing, JB. I, I'm I'm not convinced of. I mean, I, I think a lot of people would would look at someone like me and think, oh, this, this guy's talking about ivermectin. He's talking about, um, you know, healing yourself by use by or, or pre- trying to prevent infection or prevent a, you know, a bad outcome by you know, supplementing with vitamins, things like that. Someone would think, oh, you must be anti-COVID vax. Nobody should take it. No, I think people that are probably obese or, have, uh, or who are over a certain yeah, age or have uh, you know, comorbidities, they should. They probably should take the vaccine. But I think um, we ruined it for them by giving it to everyone and creating uh, vaccine-resistant strains. We should have just, just given it to them and everything would be great. That's what that's what Robert Malone says, but whatever. I don't know. Um, yeah, let's let's wrap this up. Um, so I did ask you guys. You know, this show is called Finding Freedom. Previous show was called Felony Friday, and you know, I, I pivoted away from Felony Friday for a bunch of different reasons. But you know, one of the reasons why is because you know I I kept bringing these stories forward of of injustice, people and coming overcoming. Uh, injustice and the feedback I continually got was, John, this this is incredible hearing these stories, but I can't listen to them because they're too sad. So I'm like, well, that sucks. You can't have success with a podcast like that. So people can go back in the archives and listen to those stories. They're fan- they're I mean they're phenomenal what these people have been through and what they've been able to overcome and build a life. You know, afterwards, too many for me to name a favorite from fel- from Felony Friday or or Finding Freedom, but. I'm just curious if you guys have, you know, one interview looking back either on Finding Freedom or back on Felony Friday that uh, that you remember or something that uh, that you thought was, you know, a, a really cool story. So we'll start 
Start with Howie. Do you have anything? So I think an important show we did was when we covered uh, the murder of Duncan Lamp. Um, yeah. I know you had tried to get his girlfriend to come on, and I, and I understand why she couldn't talk about it at the time. So, But, I mean, it was such a big, important issue. It was something needed to be spotlighted that I was more than happy to come on and talk about the uh, merits of that case with you. And, you know, just trying to get that stuff out there because if people don't know, it's just we are got to become Australia. You know, people need to realize – what like red flag laws and, and these no knock raids and what all these things do. And we need to like say no now before it's too late. And Duncan Lemp with that story, nothing was ever, the police never released, like they were supposed to release information on it that never, did that ever come out? Like, nope. no, that's just ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, and that's one that got pretty much no play in the news. It was the, it, what was that last? It was what February twenty twenty, or was that? I'm glad to see great libertarian writer James Bovard still keeps putting out some info on it. Does he? And then, yeah, Jimmy he's, B. He's, he's awesome. That's what I call him, Jimmy B. Yeah. Dude, he's the best. <laughs> JB, anything that uh, comes to mind for you? Uh, <laughs> not pair. <laughs> Um, but I do listen as, as I proved, of course, by knowing what you were talking about, um, (laughs) on that episode before where I thought I had read it. Um, it's hard to pick a favorite when they're all so good. (laughs) No, honestly, like when I, I used to have an archive where I could just go back and look like when I try to even think of someone's name or like, I, I can't, I can't remember it. So don't feel bad. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Yeah, that's, I don't know, skip me. Go to Rico. Rico. Give me some more time. Well, I, I'm the oldie uh, favorite and, and bias with our Penn State um, lineage. I like the John uh, Ziegler. Ah. Am I pron- is it Ziegler or Ziegler? Ziegler. Ziegler. Yeah. yeah, the ones with Jerry Sandusky who has, I guess uh, anyone who hasn't listened to those because they're so long ago will just call me a Penn state truther, but I mean, I had serious doubts and I think he did a total or, or uh, a lot of research into that, that, um, mine and Jerry Sandusky's, uh, common attorney did not uh, bother to look into. Um, so there's, there's a lot of questions that will never be answered because Jerry Sandusky is never getting out. He's never getting anything heard on appeal. So, um, the trial was a show for him and uh, it didn't go well. And I think that's going to be the end of the story for most people, but there is a lot more information out there that you would never hear on our um, wonderfully non-biased national uh, press that we have. Ziegler's come around on COVID stuff too. Like after he got it, he was like, all like get the vaccine, blah, blah, this and that. But now he's like, actually, this is kind of scary. Yeah, it seems well. He's in California, so he's in the belly of the beast over there. Been you know, living through the Gavin Newsom lockdowns and oh, whatnot. Sandusky? What are we talking about? But yeah, I mean, with Ziegler, he so oh, he, he has another podcast, which I don't know if you guys have listened to. It's freaking incredible. It's called "With the Benefit of Hindsight," which is a play on the uh, famous resignation letter of Joe Paterno where he said, um, with the benefit of hindsight, I wish I'd done more, 
which of course, with the benefit of hindsight, was stripped off when it was you know went out to the press, and they just said Joe Paterno says he wished he did more, essentially uh, admitting to knowing something was going on. When in fact, when you dig into it, there is zero proof of any kids being abused. Um, and it's, I mean, highly encourage you go back, check out, you know, check out one of my episodes with Ziegler. You can just go to linesofliberty.com, type in John Ziegler, it'll pop up. Um, but really go to the, with the benefit, benefit of hindsight, the podcast I think is like 18 episodes. I mean, some of them are like three hours, four hours long going back interviews with, uh, friends of accusers, family members of accusers, um, people who were on the ground there, re- reporters who covered the story for uh, like the Daily Collegian, who at the time thought Pan- Sandusky was a pedophile, who have now totally flipped on it and realized that you know no crime was committed. It's really an incredible podcast, but good on you, Rico, for bringing that up. Well, with that, guys, I guess that's a wrap, unless JB has wants to jump in here with, with a podcast you love. No, do you have one? Yeah. Well, you know... <sighs> I was thinking, like, they're all, like, so tragic. But the one, like, the one that really stands out, and I guess in the case that I was kind of surprised that you had, maybe I shouldn't be, because that's just, I guess that's limiting your scope, that you got Ross Ulbricht's mom uh, to talk about his case on there and, you know, just to, to spread the message. And I don't know if the there's any hope for, for Ross to come out of you know, prison anytime soon or ever, really. But, you know, you, that was definitely one, one very impactful episode. And it's the one that came to mind. I actually kind of didn't want to say that one because, you know, I felt like it was maybe too, I don't know, too on the nose. I want something (laughs) a little bit more, something more hipster, you know. Um, I think that was my problem, but. It's definitely the first one that came to mind. So I think I'll give that. Yeah, it's one of the most important <laughs> ones I've done. I mean, yeah, it is. I yeah. mean, yeah, it is kind of on the nose. But and, and L- Lynn Ulbricht is fantastic. And she, I mean, she wasn't a libertarian or anything until, uh, you know, until this happened to her son. And she's, you know, she's been a great spokesman for uh, for him and for, you know, a bunch of, um, you know, unjustly convicted people. And yeah, will Ross get out? Not with Joe Biden as president. Who not? Maybe maybe you get Dave Smith elected, and he'll. But that's not going to happen. So yeah. Trump might let him out if he gets back in. I doubt it. But. It would be fascinating if Trump got back in, knowing he didn't have to run for re-election again. Who he could or would pardon? Like, would the gloves come off? With because I really think, and this is another just kind of. I don't know how much of a conspiracy it is. It really seemed like once January six happened if he did have any plans to make controversial pardons, Mitch McConnell probably went into the office and said, you think about pardoning any of these people, we're going to, you know, just yeah. roll on you and the hammer's going to come down on you on January 6th. We'll support impeachment, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, if he gets reelected and it'll be, if he gets reelected, it'll be probably overwhelming reelection i would guess because biden is not popular if he, enthusiasm is, if biden's still alive anyone will beat him yeah i i'm beginning to think more and more likely that it's not going to be biden trump or kamala harris trump it's going to be something totally different on, on both sides 
but that's that's just kind of something I've been been feeling been feeling of, uh, recently. The facade of representative democracy just goes straight dictatorship. I hate democracy. Hey, I'll take a king over Joe Biden. New democracy. <laughs> yeah, you know, if you have a good king, yeah. things are good. Like in Lichtenstein, you just need a good king. Yeah. As long as it we get a king who's against vax mandates, I'm all for it. You know, this is just kind of a random. The king of Liechtenstein's an ANCAP. Fact, but so <laughs> Jordan is in seventh grade social studies right now, and he has a, a test that he was studying for, and they kind of go through the the, the uh, evolution of of uh, the rulers, and and the step three was tyranny. Which is like it, it replaces, I, don't know, I forget what it replaced, oligarchy or something. But tyranny was the, the method of government that people turn to to kind of protect themselves. And it's, it's just kind of funny, like he, it's in this uh, context of ancient Greece, and people are like, they're good with tyranny because they feel safe with it. And it's like, I'm reading it and I'm like, well, isn't this exactly what we have now? People are okay with tyranny because they were made to feel safe. Yes. And I think that's, you know, where we're at now. Essentially. Uh, We've we've had this discussion and I said people have always done that. You've you've convinced me. Your argument, I I buy it. It's the nature of man. Um, Safety is more important Mm -hmm. than liberty. That's why There's the Libertarian not, Party and, will and never we need, work. We need to we need to come to grips with that from mm-hmm. in the human society. Not dying is more important than liberty. That's why that's why slavery existed. Like all the slaves could say, fuck you, kill me, and then there would be no slaves. Safety, your life, is more important than liberty. All of human history has taught me that. And the minute we come to this realization, the minute we can actually start working through some goals that will work with the human condition to get to the place we need to be because the minute we start pretending like 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 people like general in general the general population the human consciousness values liberty anywhere near security we've lost did, did you guys ever see that video of it was like a muslim imam and he's like democracy is government by the people for the people but the people are retarded <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Give yeah, yourself another I, R, Howie. Give yourself he, another R. He was right. Starting now. Okay. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, that's that's a wrap. I was only, all right. I'm my half well, hour's up, Odie. One more. No, my half hour's <laughs> up, Rico. Yeah. Thank you guys for coming on. And uh, JB, sorry if it felt contentious there. I know that you know we're all on the same side here. So I mean, you know, I'd like to think so. It's just sometimes <laughs> it doesn't feel that way. Yeah, well, <laughs> well, you you have to have disagreements, or else it's not interesting. That's yeah, true. No, of course. I'm glad I can, you know, <laughs> provide the foil to this conversation. I guess it was a good episode. Went from everything from COVID to religion to Fauci back to COVID, and then talking about well, seems like someone did injustice like it. again. Uh, COVID and religion, your same thing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, uh, that, that's a wrap from uh, myself, from Howie, from JB, from Rico. Live long. Wait, that's not what I say. Keep your head up and keep the fires of liberty burning. It's only 300 <laughs> times you had to get that right. We're going to take a, a quick break here. I want to tell you about another awesome podcast. And I know you're, you're thinking to yourself, John, I don't need another podcast. There's so many podcasts. 
I'm here to tell you, you do. You do need another podcast. You need to listen to Good Morning Liberty with Nate and Charlie. Um, These are two guys that bring a fresh take to the Liberty conversation. Um, they have a background in healthcare. They're entrepreneurs. They, uh, they're very educated in, in finance and markets and the stock market. They run a really interesting current events style show that keeps it uh, funny and entertaining. You definitely don't want to miss their segment every Friday, the dumb bleep of the week. They do five shows per week. They're bringing you great content. Good morning, Liberty. Check them out. Thanks for tuning in, guys, for another edition, another episode of Finding Freedom here on the Lions of Liberty podcast. And, you know, for those of you who've been listening to our shows, to this feed for a while, you know that we have more than one show. We have our Monday show with Mark, our Wednesday show with Brian, and uh, we wrap things up every Thursday with Finding Freedom. But you might not know that we have bonus shows that we do, especially this time of the year. We have every single week during football season, we have Degenerate Gamblers with uh, myself and Brian Enrico breaking down uh, fantasy football, breaking down weekly spreads in college and pro sports, and uh, talking about what games we gamble on, and uh, talking about our Degenerate Gambling League we have with our Pride members. And we also have Conspiracy Corner. It's another bonus show we have. Plus, you get access to early shows. You can watch shows live. And... You can now join on either Patreon or Locals. Patreon, of course, is patreon.com slash lionsofliberty. And Locals is lionsofliberty.locals.com. You can join. We have different levels, different memberships where you get more access, more merchandise. We have uh, monthly calls if you get up to the $25 level and up. At the $50 level, you get to influence a show. So check that out. I would love to have you. It's a growing community. Of course, we have our our private Facebook group and uh, we have a uh, Discord. um, Lots of different ways to get involved in this growing community with the Lions of Liberty as we are working hard to advance the ideas of Liberty Forward, to advance self-sufficiency, to advance um, uh, this lifestyle of taking control of your life. So If you'd like to be a part of that, we would love to have you. Uh, Please join us and uh, continue listening every single week. You can do that by subscribing on whatever podcasting app you're listening on and giving us a uh, five-star rating and leaving a nice review, which helps us out as well. So this is John Odermatt signing off. Always remember to keep your head up and the fire's liberty burning. (laughs) 